our fellow substitutes and welcome to Left Back on the Bench podcast. We do apologise for not having a brand new up-to-date episode. Um, this was due to I was had some work duties. Um, pretty much I was on international duty. Work duties, so, mate. You were having a fucking chill beer in Greece, pretty much. Listen, listen. If work, work takes me to Greece, I'll have to go to Greece. But... I haven't self-isolated due to Athens wasn't on the self-isolation register, so... You've been all right, innit, to be honest with you? Yeah. As far as, as, like, international jobs, like, the amount of shit ones you've had, like, freezing cold Paris, like, one night is in Berlin and shit like that. One night is in Scotland, Edinburgh, yeah. yeah. To get a couple of days in, like, what, Greece when it was, like, 30, I think we had, like, you know... It was nice, it was nice, but we do apologize. And you didn't have to isolate, which is nice. No, that's a, that's a, well, I, I don't know, I wouldn't mind another a week isolation paid for because it's work. But anyways, um, the Premier League was back and I literally had a chubby when I Hold watched up. the Premier League. Didn't even introduce yourself, mate. Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm Lucas Hugh Hatch and I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Charles Cullen. Right, I'm not a Charles, I'm a Charlie. Charlie, Charles, Charles. Birth, birth, what, what, birth, birth, birth certificate is Charlie, not a Charles. Oh, shit, goal. Oh, he's got goal. Costa. So, yeah, we are watching the Leeds versus... Fulham. Fulham game, and Leeds just won it up. Helder Costa just scored a It's weird, isn't goal. it? We're doing like a budget version of the kickoff right now. We are, we are. But, well, yeah, we just don't have no cameras. But yeah. anyways, let's talk about... Oh, let's talk about Leeds, actually. Um... Leeds are back in the Premier League after 16 years. Yeah. And so, weird winner of a championship met the winner of last year's Premier League in, for their first match, which was pretty insane. It was a tasty affair, Similar man. to last year, I feel, um, you know, people like, I've sort of talked about this before, like, uh, Liverpool's first game of last season was against the champions of a championship, which was Norwich, Norwich obviously, yeah. where they both beat Norwich 5-2, yeah. or 5-1 even, or 4-1. I think it was, yeah, 5-1. Something like that. Something like, yeah. No, no that, that was 4-0. Yeah, I remember, Sal, nil, I remember yeah. Salah having a mad one in that game. Yeah, um, and he had mad one here today. Yeah, he? Last week, three, yeah, he yeah, did, 4-3. What, what, what a game, what an actual game for the first game of the season. Liverpool leads, you just think... Oh, you thought Liverpool Leeds would give them a really good game, but I didn't expect Leeds to give them that good of a good of a game. The problem I've seen with Leeds, they couldn't defend a set piece. I remember thinking the entire first day of like of the Prem being pretty pretty good overall because I yeah. remember like you had Arsenal uh, Fulham, yeah. Arsenal had the good showing three 0 win. Southampton, Palace, which typical Palace game, I think a bit defensive, could be a bit slow at times, but it was a good back and forth because I think Southampton put a try getting back into it. They played both teams played really well. I preferred that game. And then the we Arsenal hit, game, and, then, and then we hit that four three, which was like a ridiculous game. I remember we were, we were watching it, just being like, "This is insane!" Like the amount of goals and stuff that are coming from this from this match. Mm. Um, yeah, not. I a, I just I just thought that it was what 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 a game. To start off with, like Bielsa, you just you weren't sure how would Leeds play in the Premier League, but they they shown why they are one of the teams to be worried about this year in the Premier League. The way they play football, the way the speed they attack with. I know now look, look we're just looking and you see so much space, but you still see four men behind four men behind the ball. That is. That is some good stuff. And I just think over the coming weeks, they're going to develop and teams are going to struggle against them. I personally think Man United is going to struggle against them, to be honest. I think teams with who are a bit slower and like more like, I guess like, I don't want to say aging teams. Rigid. Yeah, Rigid. are going to be fucked up by it. Like I feel like I look at like a Burnley or a... Even a palace. Oh, mate, mate, I, I, I actually, I actually think sometimes the way we play when we try and kick the ball round the back, I think we'll, we'll get exploited by Leeds personally. Because if they just press high, we're yeah, gonna yeah, be they fucked. will. Like, I think yeah, we, I know what you mean. You know, you know, remember when we played against Southampton? The way Southampton pressed against Manchester United towards the end, of, the back end of last season. Well, it's just if like Pogba gets a bit too too cocky on the ball, isn't it? Which not he, even, he has yeah, done but not before. even that. But not and even that. Beaten off it. You've what I've watched. I've watched times towards the end last end last year, end of last year. The amount of times you play it, you, Maguire, Lindelof, 
Wan-Bissaka all have touches on the ball. It's I stupid. I feel like the only issue for Leeds is like it's just... Don't get me wrong, right? I felt like Liverpool team's defence weren't with it that no, game. No, You know, Gomez and Van Dijk, I think both had stinkers. Trent, I didn't think particularly... He got beat off quite a few times, like beat off the ball quite a few times. Um, I just feel it's like you look at it and it was a team of two quality attacking teams and the defence was just sloppy. And to be fair, that Leeds team, that was like... The, it was a cock, cock, cock. Yeah, cock, 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 cock. and Rodrigo. Yeah. Uh, no, cock and uh, who was the other defender with in that match? Oh, the other know. new lad they got in. Yeah, they did. They didn't play. They, that was the first time they played. They need. Other, yeah, Cox. I think like they say it was like his first match in the team or something uh, as a Leeds player. I think. Yeah. And then the other guy was like never like and I don't think had started in the like he wasn't a regular starter because mm. Cooper was injured obviously yeah. and Ben White's gone back to Brighton. Yeah, he looked, he looked good. He looked, he looked yeah, good. a good game before against Chelsea. Like, it's, it's just hard because Chelsea were on it that game. But yeah. I, look, I look at it and I just feel um, that wasn't an experienced pairing mm. playing against one of the best front threes in fucking... Yeah, in football. In the Premier League at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but then you look at that back four and I feel like Ailing had an amazing game. Ailing... Dallas was a bit... Yeah, but I, th- I think I think Dallas Dallas struggled against Salah, personally. Yeah. Which, I mean, a lot of players do struggle against Salah. It's not exactly like he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I've noticed that. But the thing is, Mane, Mane was Mane was a ghost that game. Ailing did a really good job. It's all about Mane. being a fucking ghost. Firmino was pretty not on it. He's yeah. I know I he's not a. It, we, it's weird, right? Because I feel like different people have different opinions on it. Where it's like he doesn't play like a number nine. He's a false nine essentially. Very yeah, yeah. more of a setup guy for Salah Mane yeah, well, when they cut in. Yeah, I, I understand, but. I think a lot of people's argument is he is your striker. He's just centre forward technically. He, he should it. still yeah. be able to pull more more goal output than he normally does, which I don't think he he's never really had like an exceptional goal output as a. And to be fair, yeah, he's not really a forward. Yeah, I don't just I just I just think different people have different opinions. Yeah, I, I I think I think in games some games he's a really good player, but some games he just goes really quiet in, and it's it's disappointing to see a player like for me, you know, who. Has talent, but sometimes I just think he just gets lost in games. But with, I think I think Jack Harrison looked really good. He's a, yeah, it's a weird team in general, right? Because I feel just cast off. Well, really. no, well the Leeds team itself, and this is the thing, right? A lot of Championship teams, it's sort of like there are gems in the Championship, but normally it's like young lads who are like really good who are just coming through the system yeah so like a Matty Cash now who's now just got to a Prem Villa, side yeah. Villa um, or Watkins. a Watkins um, who's now at Villa um, Ebelichi Eze, Eze who's yeah. at Palace now these good talent for our but they're also like younger lads who've had to sort of earn their way in the championship and then a lot of guys are a bit more experienced and just sort of, just sort of like maybe not considered as good just for the, for a Prem team. And I look at that Leeds team, like Jack Harrison's a lad who's been on loan at City, from City for like ages, it feels. Yeah, well, you, you look you into have... Jack Harrison's story and you just see he's a guy who's he's actually gone to the States, was a number one pick in the MLS Super Draft, then got signed by, was it New York City? I think he did that move because... I, he I, played for New York, um, the New York uh, City, FC, yeah, City. which is an um, an which is City, they're cities. the other, they have a sister, but they're like a sister club almost because yeah. they're both Etsy had owned. Yeah, it's, it's it's basically like the New York City. It's the only time shit like that I feel works in football because there's a lot of club owners now who like own two teams. Yeah, and they own like a a European, like a Spanish side, and then like an English side or something like that, which all well and good in that. But then there's also like the thing of like, what happens if. God, for like by some miracle, your two teams meet each other in the fucking a, to- a championship or something like that. There's a conflict of interest then in the t- if you're in a tournament or something like a Champions League or some shit. I think what, I think if you're a guy who's like, well, I've got my European team and I've got my American side or my Chinese yeah. side, you're not going to be really it's, worried about that, are you? No, no. But I just I just think his story. Pers- but I don't I don't see why City just keep hold of him. Really, personally. Well, you know, if he has a good season at Leeds, he might yeah, even but say, like, I'm happy Yeah, but how would he fit in the City team? Come on, be serious. He's not... 
They've just they've it's just a, tried the Leeds Ferran Torres. The Leeds team though, it's like dudes like Ailing's a Arsenal Academy re- reject. Yeah. Bamford's a Chelsea Academy reject and has been like almost like the most atypical championship journeyman striker for yeah. like ever. Mm-hmm. Pablo Hernandez, for how good he is, is 35 years old and probably yeah. doesn't have legs, a ton man. left in the uh, tank left. And then there's all these like young lads just sort of scattered throughout it as well and like, all these other senior players like Dallas, like Cooper. Calvin Phillips. Quick. Yeah, Polish man. You just got like, and I just look at it and think, um, I just, I just, Bielsa I, had what he's done with that team. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant because the thing is, he's never had money. No. Okay, this is this is the year he's he's had money, but the thing is with Bielsa that he needs a, a really big squad because the way Leeds play, the intensity they play at, the speed they play at. You you see it you 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 hear the BLS burnout. Yeah, it's always it been a thing. It happened. It happened at Leeds. His system is um isn't tailored for everyone. You need you need to be very fit well, and you need to. A good example is like the way City like Pep's based a lot of his tactics off Bielsa's football, right? Bielsa and Johan Cruyff. And a lot of that Bielsa element, I think, comes into how rotational his squad is because he knows that he will burn out certain players yeah. and shit like that. But that that that's the thing. He Pep Pep's adapted to the Premier League to say we need I need X amount of players because the the games you have, especially this season, you look at any look, top team has that though. I say. yeah, but any yeah. top top team through history, you might not have like. The most, you might not have like a strap all talented fucking squad. You don't. It's like anyone says you don't get everything you want as a manager in football. Yeah. But I think about like Fergie back in the day, we had a solid midfield. Like you know, if it was like say Skulls and Carrick or some shit like that, like great midfield pairing, and then like um, Tevez and um, say Giggs on the wings or some on the wing back roles. We still had like a G Sung Park or a Darren Fletcher to fit into them. Yeah, not always going to start games and not as talented as like some of the other players, but they put enough of a shift in and have enough in them at times that like mm. it does the job as a cover for like certain matches. Yeah, and, and, so, and sometimes you get surprised. Like Park, I remember having like he'd always Jason Park would always turn up in the big. Well, there's like the famous one of him like essentially like just not allowing Pirlo to do fuck all in like No, it's not even that. It's not League. even that. I, I, remember, I remember reading something. I don't know where I read it from. I need to find the source. But I read I read like this little article saying when it was a big game, for some reason, G-Sun Park was always the first name on the team sheet. It's the energy level. It's just the energy. He was... A, especially you got games where he has to track back a lot. He has to well, defend the fullback, the free, wingers. Freelung Park. He just has that energy in him. He was yeah. like, and that was like the um the Fergie story of like when they played Juventus or something like that in the Champions League. Fergie was like, it was AC Milan. AC Milan, yeah, yeah, that's it. And um, he didn't want Pirlo getting any ideas or creativity on the ball, and he apparently looked at Park and said to him, "You, if you no, up to I think the, the the quote I heard was like, if he goes to the, you know, you follow him to the fucking toilet." If he goes there, like you do not let him out your sight. And Park, Scottish accent. And Park, Park, pretty much just like he was a brilliant player. I watched the highlights of it. And it's like Pirlo, and he tried to try something. Park was there. Brilliant. I think even Pirlo said like, "Yeah, I remember fucking Park. I remember like, I couldn't mm. get rid of him. Like <laughs> just yeah. annoying the shit out of me." And it's just that thing with them sort of players where it's like, and I think I'm, I can't remember if it might have been Rooney who said it or someone like that. Like they were, they were like players, players, Park and Fletcher. Yeah. Like you didn't. You may not have appreciate like fans might not appreciate him, but you just appreciate playing with them because they always put a shift in. Yeah, did the leg work and stuff like that. Like, and they had you know good energy about them. I mean, I'll be like that's going to be like that. This Leeds team for the future. There's going to be players who. It's it's like players like Rodrigo. You watch Rodrigo and you just think he's a typical well, I think Bielsa we, player. A good example would be Bamford in the sense where we know he's not a talented striker. But he just puts in a shift. Yeah, and I think players appreciate that. All right, he may not oh, well in, naturally well in, bang like... Well in Yorkshire Pirlo. He might not like generally bang in like a um, 20th season, but he's going to work hard and he's yeah. going to try and make make something happen. He's a good... He's it's like we talk about that and the other side of that coin in that match would have been the Liverpool midfield. No one in that team is a standout midfield player, like a creative midfielder. But now, now they have. Now a they do. But now they've done bits. I feel players like Henderson people appreciate because he always puts a shift in, leads that team. Yep. 
Oxlade, I think, puts a good shift in, does some stuff in there. Wijnaldum, on his day, shows that he has something there. And then you have like guys like Fabinho, Keita, who are like just solid, always. Yeah. Fabinho, at one point, was probably like... He, he is their best DM by far. He was like... probably the best DM in the league for a year, because I feel like Firmino... Not, not Firmino. Um, Fabinho. Fernandinho, sorry. On for City was up there as well, mm. but with age, he's kind of not. He has, yeah, and he's, he's not really played in the DM role as much because he had to fill in the centre back. Age hasn't helped. Him. And I feel <laughs> Fabinho at times was like such a solid. Yeah, CDM, I, just, I like, sometimes I think he's a bit too. Oh, what, what, come on! Just the speed they play at is unbelievable. Yeah, ridiculous. Like that's that's going to cause a lot of teams problems. Uh, if you actually want to want to find out anything about Bielsa, he's um. The quality madness. This is the most recent book about PL. So that's that'll be quite interesting. There's mad really wanna... documentaries on him as well. Yeah, I know. Um, Copa Knight released a release one with fans, and it was sort of talking about their journey as a team from getting re- like you know getting into the Champions League, getting out of the Champions League, all the money that was sort of blown to get into the Champions League, the slow decline into League One, and all this shit with like the various managers who came in, the ownership changing and fucking it up and all this stuff. Yeah. It's, and they sort of talk about the um you know, mad BLs are sort of coming to their club and everyone being a little bit like we don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Because it was almost like They've got have you seen that new Leeds doc- the Leeds uh, documentary, Take Me Home? Yeah, yeah. They've got they've got a real season two this but, year. Um, I think with um yeah, I think with Bielsa it's almost like that's like the thing a lot of players would, would sort of look at him and think and like a lot of team fans always sort of look and think, you don't know what you're going to get. Because for um, all he did like internationally with Chile and all these good clubs and stuff. Argentina. Um, but was it not Bill Bow? Yeah, Bill Bow. Fleco Bill Bow. And all boy. And Atlas all, in and, Guadalajara. And uh, there were seasons like that where he did good with like not a lot. And there, you could tell he had something. But then there was like the later runs, I think, when he went to France for a season at yeah, a club. Italy just, for a season. That's, that's why he's a bit meticulous this has been his longest thing. job in a fucking while and, oh yeah this, and he's this, only been here like three years yeah this is you know his, what I, mean? I think this is his longest job in actual club football like international football i think he was at argentina from he, he has to he, 2004. he is like you know el loco for a reason he's temperamental he is a temperamental manager and i think you know it's like we said where either he falls out with the owners because of not getting what he wants to do all the players just don't no, adapt no he, he just he just leaves because he just doesn't have the passion, the love for what he, what he's done, and but but you have the Bielsa second season syndrome, which can cost teams. Patrick Bank, but anyways, let's moving on. And the biggest story of this week is Gareth Bale is returning to Tottenham Hotspur. Mad, so very mad after. After the game against Everton last week when Tottenham pretty much got shut out of that game and it looked quite embarrassing for Tottenham considering what how the expectations are. They've released a brand new I think Josie said it. He was very clear, just like, fucking lazy. Yeah. They were, and I feel like, to give credit... But the thing, but the thing, Everton, is like they have the bones of something good now in we'll them. Be, we'll, we'll, be, we'll come on to Everton at the later, later on in the show. But with... With Tottenham, they've been the talk of the whole pre-season with the new documentary has come out, all the spotlight's been on them and now you have a manager in Jose Mourinho who is more than capable of winning trophies but they haven't been there yet and they just look lazy and look awful. And then even they struggled against Locomotive someone in Bulgaria where the I just I just loved them I was watching fucking the when I watched that Everton match and I looked at I remember I think it was Sun made a run right and Kane was sort of making a run and he didn't cross the Kane he crossed the Deli Alley and Kane just turned and looked at him well, why are you fucking not giving me the ball and I'm thinking like mate because you were shocking like you just didn't look like you were you didn't want to run I feel like Sun was the most impactful player for in that front three yeah Mora to be fair to Mora he's one of them I think when he Mora is like a weird one right when he's on form I don't think there's anyone better in that team I think he genuinely like when like you know when he had that like the the Champions League run when Kane was out injured and he had to sort of step up a little bit and do like he had games where you thought like he was like the best fucking right winger in the world like he just saw impact was in like like that yeah 
And then there'll be other games where he kind of just fades into clearly being the third best front attacking player in that front three. Like, no offense to him, but like, I think Son and Kane are con- rated more highly than yeah. him. Yeah. But now but that, that game, he was quiet. Kane, I didn't think particularly he looked like he was. And to be fair to him, we always say this about Kane. And it, which he shouldn't be. This is a weird rule, right? It shouldn't apply this season. Kane, when the season starts, there's almost like the notion the, of him wanting to leave. Well, no, not even that. The, the myth of um his seasons, he always starts fucking slow. <laughs> he and normally yeah. it's about like end of August, early September. He has a slow September, Octoberish kind of time. November, December is when he really hits form, and then he gets injured <laughs> and he's fucking out. He's pretty, yeah. It's but. Uh, that game, I didn't think he had like, and like, it might be the whole. But really, this is the thing: he shouldn't have because he came back from injury, played the restart. Really, he should still be in a little bit of form. And he just doesn't look like he was. It looked like the, the same old Kane of like, yep, slow starting Kane. Yeah. And it, uh, and Son, I just feel tried working hard. It just didn't really like click for him as like an actual effort and goal scoring and stuff like that, which is a shame. Yeah, like I look, I watched, I watched some of that game and. I was quite impressed with Doherty. And, um, no, I think, at times. Uh, I think at times. He got a bit too... I think... Um, I, fi- I think I think he'll be a really good player under that Jose system. I think if they play through at the back, he'll be a naughty player. Yeah, but this is the problem, because I was going to say this. They play the back four with Doherty as the straight-up yeah. uh, right-back, was it? No, yeah, left- right-back. And he was playing like he plays at Wolves. Where he just bombs it up. And, and he doesn't down. have to track back. Because he has the front, he has the back three to yeah. sort of cover for him, not having to track back as much. Issue with that being, he wasn't tracking back in a back, in a back four, and it was almost like because he wasn't tracking back as quickly all the time, he got exposed a little bit on that on that right hand side, Ooh. or the left hand side for the uh, Evan. So it was just one of them. I'm looking at him thinking like you got to you got to switch it and just because he is a good defensive player still, and I think that was it. You got to just be a little bit more. Um, but focused on how you. But the thing is with Tottenham now, they've just signed um, Sergio Re- Reg- uh, Regulon. Regulon from Real Madrid, and he is a really good attacking fullback. Well, they might move. Yeah, Doki, just you play. What? What? That, that, but the thing is, it's it'll be interesting to see how they actually line up now. Are they going? Is Jose going to go for a back? The, three? They're two very good standouts from. I think I remember. What, I mean, I guess there was like the you know prior to this that season. Um, you know, at one point it was like Danny Rose and Aurea. And I remember, you know, I remember... Or like, Ben Davis. Well, Ben Davis is steady. Steady Ben. Yeah. That's like the... the like, you know, what Sadler, our mate, who's a Tottenham fan, always says, he's just steady Ben Davis. Just yeah. doesn't... Don't fuck up. It doesn't wow ya. No. And I feel... Rose just looked like someone who just don't know if he wanted to even be in London anymore. Yeah, he's, he's, getting, but, he's getting on in age, isn't and he? And Aurea is insane. <laughs> Yeah, reckless. He's very you, reckless. You can't trust him. Also, and I feel like you know that was like the, you know it was like the keen joke when they played Liverpool, and it was like compare the Liverpool fullback. Do you want to compare the Liverpool fullbacks to the Tottenham fullbacks? And he said chalk and cheese, like dumb and dumber, dumb and dumber. Yeah, like just you know not. And I think they, they there's look that's like a good back four now coming together. Yeah, Toby Alderweireld, I think, still a great centre back. Um, if you put, uh, I don't know who you'd put Sanchez, I guess. Sanchez, Eric Dyer, they play. Dyer, Ta- Dyer as centre back hasn't been terrible. Tanganga, if Tanganga. he gets into centre back, he's, he's a good. I think Tanganga would be alright. He's a good physical player. But going back on the Bale topic, and I personally feel that Gareth Bale will make a really good impact at Spurs. The thing, the thing, hear me out. The thing with Gareth Bale is that Gareth Bale hasn't really played a lot, and everyone's saying, yeah, but he hasn't played a lot. He's not going to be sharp. He hasn't played a lot, and the. There's a re- Zidane doesn't like him. Zidane doesn't like Bale, and he's still a good footballer. So I think he'll be a bit rusty. People kind of, I feel like this is all like the narrative of like how disrespected Bale has been yeah. by Real Madrid in recent I ju- years. I ju- yeah, I, ju- I just think I this just was think- a dude like when he played with um, Ronaldo and uh, like Benzema. Benzema, he was fucking amazing. They, like, they, you look, you look, you, you just look right. You look, and that was a deadly front three back in the day. Like, yeah, but you look, you look right. That that Champions League final against Liverpool, he saved the day. He scored the winning goal against Atletico Madrid in the first of their, I think it was their four, uh, what the first of their four Champions League wins. Yeah. 
So he say he saved Real Madrid a like their bacon in some of these game these big games, and I just think he's been disrespected by Spurs really. Not and Spurs, Madrid. not Spurs, Madrid, and it to me pro- just felt like a guy who because he does. But what I didn't get right was he. It's almost like they. I don't know what they were thinking with Bale because it was like a weird fucking thing where he tried to make a move. I think last year. And he was going to go to China. Yeah. There was a Chinese club. And like, to be honest, right, at the time I was like, well, they're the only ones who can afford him. China, because like the money out in China. And he was trying to push a move to go to China. Real Madrid stopped the move from happening, which I didn't get. I was like, there must be a reason that they must have a plan for him. And I'm thinking they must have want to keep him in consideration, try and get him some more game time. And then nothing happened. He just sort of still wasn't playing, wasn't getting games and shit. And I was just like, I don't, Get why when you just let him leave, and he said in that um and he said in that interview recently like um that I did for Sky or something like I tried to make a move happen I want to go I want to play yeah. football and they just didn't let me he was like it was like a really candid for a footballer to sort of be so openly like mm. yeah he I'm look- kind of being dicked about by this club yeah and he hasn't he, has, he hasn't helped his cause by the one the Wales Golf Madrid in that order which. For 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 us, it's 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 quite funny. But imagine if you're Real Madrid well, and you're seeing that. Yeah, but look at I think the comparison is there. Like when you see him on the bench, Real Madrid with his fucking mask over his eyes, like I can't be fucked because I know I'm not playing. Why yeah. am I even here? And you see him when he when he played for Wales in the Nations League, and um, you see he's just having fun. He looks good, happy training with all the Welsh lads and. Because he's you know he's still a, friends. Well, he's a marquee. He's still a marquee player for that Welsh team. He's yeah, still a star for that star player for that team. He's he's, he's play, like the thing is, you give him his due credit. He has played hard. I think well. the argument you made about him not like not play, like the whole not playing game time but still being sharp. He's not going to be sharp. But well, no, I feel like he's he's the thing is he's probably, have... he's probably he's probably got an extra because he hasn't played them games bar an injury. He's got an extra few years on him now. What I think it benefits is the. Um, yeah, like the fact that he has rested properly. Yeah, he's not this because this is the concern. Everyone's like he's thirty-one, and he gets injured a lot. I'm like ten, to, the tendency for footballers is really like because you play so you're sort of like in a need a need to be there kind of basis. You kind of I don't think anyone ever really heals up in football. If you know what I mean. Look at like Kane, Kane's legs. Are like fucking fine china at this point. Yeah, they've been held by glute, uh, super glue. Yeah, and it's like he will heal up and think like, and it's all, it's all probably not like a lot of the managers look at him because they they know they need him as a desperation thing. Where it's like, uh, Harry, how's the R and R going from your from your ankle surgery? And it's like, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Like, mm. I've just you know started being able to walk on again. Cool. Can you get here? Because we have like sat, we're sitting comfortably in eighth and need to get some fucking wins. Like, yeah. And he's just there, like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's and then dirty tackle two matches later, and but, and my ankle's fucked again. I, I just, I, that's something Tottenham haven't addressed. That is the thing Tottenham haven't addressed is actually find an actual backup for Harry Kane. It's hard. It's not, it's not exactly a lot of like natural number nines floating about anymore. What, like, what, what, right? Have we got slated getting a Galo. He, he's 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 just he's just right. He's someone who's happy to sit on the bench. He'll do his job. Troy Deeney would be another person. Well, they had um, Lorente. Yeah, yeah, but and I thought Lorente was. Yeah, that's right. that's that's someone you need. You need he a does. Troy he does a job where it's like you're not. I think there was rumours of him trying to get Josh King. I think King would have been a great backup sort of yeah. striker. Yeah. For that Tottenham side, I, t- I think Deeney's the perfect one, personally. Uh, I think with the age thing, though, you know, Deeney's like yeah, a similar situation. Yeah, but he'd give you, he'd give you, give you a hundred uh, percent, and he's a player. He'd actually, he'd actually give a hundred percent. I just times. look at King. I think King's a bit younger, and he hates Arsenal, which yeah. is perfect for Tottenham. It's you know, it's just a, it's um, yeah, I don't know. I just think when I look at uh, King, I just think it's um. He's someone that, well, he's 28, Josh King. Decent age, experienced striker. Oh, fuck, is that? Oh, he's just gone in there again. again. He's just gone in again, hasn't he? He's going to be VAR'd. 
Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't he, know. Put, he tried pulling his leg out. Pull out. I think I think they'd probably give him the benefit of the doubt. But uh, I just um, I think, I think <sighs> that's going to be a tough one. If you if you're watching the Leeds versus Fulham game at the moment, 33 minutes gone, it's one nil Leeds. But Fulham have just got a penalty, was gonna and s- it is going to VAR. Yeah, what was I was going to say. Um, but, but I feel Bale. It's just like I think it's just like a nice to see because he was like a big player for Tottenham. Yeah, I think he's like he is. It's again like. I think even if he's not great and doesn't like you know, he, yeah, he might get injured and, like not play all the time. I think there's an appreciation from the Tottenham fans and like you've seen like the sort of outburst of Tottenham fans just happy that Bale was back for them. They need someone like that. I'm amazed the they got a deal done to be honest. Like because I just you know we it's know it's a Tottenham thing. Not we know Daniel Levy don't like spending. No, but he's not paying you know paying twenty million for a season and playing his wages. It's all right, but. I was I was listening on the way home from work last night, and I was listening to all the all the on Talk Sport, all the Tottenham fans, and all the pundits on there. Good goal, good penalty. One, it's one one. Um, Leeds versus Fulham. We'll, uh, give you a score update when we see a goal. That little shit Luke's got a uh, Mitrovic in his fantasy as well. <laughs> I think. But they're saying, oh yeah, this is the top four. I was like, hang on a minute. You've only had one game this season. You're, you're still in the. Every team is still in the chance oh. for winning the league. Every single team is still in for a chance of winning the league. So you need to set your aspirations a bit higher than top four. Try and win the league. What is he doing? Got diving. He tried in putting the his legs back out. And I'll give the keeper credit. He did guess the right way on the Mitrovic penalty. He just sort of banged yeah. it so hard he couldn't get to it in time. But no, I think with um, I think I think I think at the moment they should they should, Tottenham should step the the bar higher than top four. Try and get, try and win a few trophies. Don't just ask for top four. Like you need to win win. I you, think the Joe well, Jose now, but the Jose Mourinho narrative is that he's there to win trophies. Top four was never good enough for him. It's like when um he, we were playing for United and like Neville talks about him his season there. I want to. I think it was like fucking Jamie Redknapp was like, "Well, he won Europa League and the FA Cup," and then like even Gary said, "He ain't there to win FA Cups and Europa Leagues. This is a man who wins you Champions Leagues, wins you league titles. You know, it's not like yeah, it's a high barrier thing with Jose, and I think this, it's almost like a worrying thing for him as a manager. I feel like he, he has such high expectations. It's like him and Pep, where yeah, it, we talk about it with Pep all the time, where it's like yeah, he's dominated." domestically and for Bayern Munich and City but it was almost like because he didn't win the Champions League with them he hasn't won the Champions League that's been the biggest notion on Pep Guardiola's career to this day at the moment I feel Josie in recent years now especially with what happened to United it's almost like this thing now where everyone's questioning does he still have it yeah because this is a dude like yeah he's he won everywhere he went and United it was like he did win shit and came second with a very poor United team but at the same time it's almost like it will almost always be that's almost seen as like a red mark on like his career maybe like to him like you know like you said like a great personal achievement like i did a lot with that shit house fucking team yeah and it's but it's like you know i think everyone's sort of questioning like can he does he still have it in him to take a team like tottenham who have almost been a cursed club and that they just can't win win a trophy for like so many years but do you, do you think now, Bell, they've got more... Well, of course they've got more of a chance. But do you actually reckon they're going to win a trophy this season? Um, We'll put a bet on that. What, what, what What's the likely chances, you say, like percentage-wise? I don't think anything in Europe, personally. Well, do you, don't you think they're going to win Europa League? Not with... Uh, Europa's like... It's a weird one. They'll come far in it. Yeah. But then you could always come across like... It's, uh, there's honest. always decent teams in Europa that like sort of um, defy expectations how well they play and yeah. stuff like like you might come across like, Cop- so, like when we play that Copenhagen team and their goalkeeper just had like the worldy performance and we were like mate we, how can we like not beat Copenhagen this team is ridiculous right now it, al- it always happens when we, we come up against a team like that and I think in recent years there's always teams now who are like yeah you still have your shit house fucking group stage Europa teams like the leader of like like the winner of the Kazakhstan football league or some shit like that, and you're like, who the fuck is this? And, you know, you go to their pitch and it's like some dodgy astroturf pitch or something. Yeah. But then you do get teams of quality like 
like a fucking Inter Milan who may not have had a, got into Champions League, but they're still in Europa. Yeah. And really. there's probably, you know, all these, like, shy Ukrainian and Russian... Like when they played Shakhtar and, like, the disparity is still there between a top fucking league of Europe and the Ukrainian Football League. <laughs> you yeah. see it in them. Time will have a good run, I feel, but there's almost like the... I, I, I actually personally don't think they're going to win a trophy this season. I just think the game's coming thick and fast for Tottenham. I think their best option would be F- be an FA Cup. Because FA Cups are just all one of them weird gambles where, like, anything can happen. Mm. I just... I don't even think FA Cup, personally. No? I just think Joe... I think Joe's there will get mad halfway through the season, like he always does. But anyways, moving on. Um, we are going to be talking about Everton. And is that a penalty? It's a penalty. Ooh. Leeds have just got a right, penalty and... Ooh, a yeah, Odin. But, yeah. Uh, Patrick Bangford. Well, Bamford won that. Yeah, I think Bangford done it. Good job, Bamford. Bangford. Yeah, that's a push in the Ooh, back. Oh, that was silly. Yeah, that's 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 a penalty. That's so dumb. At the moment, it's... Terrible. Yeah, Peter Walton's coming in. Uh, but... Up. But ever, anyways, Everton, um, after their performance against... Tottenham. Tottenham. And even today a with West Brom. win and they won 5-2 against um, West Brom. So, Charlie, what... Firstly, is Carlo Ancelotti making this Everton team into a top four team? It's weird, right? Everton last year were a team that, under Marco Silva, were, like, dangerously close to, like, getting relegated. Like, they were... What, third from bottom when he got sacked? Just wasn't working out for him. And you certain players... Sorry, Charlie, we might have to in- interrupt no. you here. It's a penalty from... Well, well yeah, quickly. I'll, get on, I'll finish my point after. Oh, Click's taking it. Yeah. Weird. I always find it weird when defenders take penalties. He's a midfielder. Oh, he's a midfielder? Yeah, he's a midfielder. I we, oh, yeah, 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 sorry, my bad. But even now, I always think he should be like a striker. Your striker mm. should always take your penalties, even if it is. Lovely. Look, one, two, one, leads. Good job, Click. gone. Matthias Click, but carry on. So yeah, I feel like with Silver they were like so close to being relegated and it was like this danger thing of like what do you do with a team that had, you know, Sigurdsson was out of form, Gomez had the ankle dislocation, which was scary. Like happy he got he recovered and he's playing now and still because he's a good player. Yeah, good player. Uh, but there was like, you know, he got he got lucky that it weren't like a straight up break. Oh yeah. Like the, the fact it was a Credit to the medical staff, apparently, who were on site because apparently the guy recognised it was a dislocation and he reset it enough to stop any real damage being done. Yeah. But you still, you got to be careful with yeah, that. Yeah, no, yeah. The guy was like, apparently, like a, the guy was like an experienced pro sort of um, medic guy and he just sort of knew, like, I just have to reset this safely and then we'll get the proper surgery done afterwards because yeah. just to make sure he like, didn't suffer any proper like, dam- damage. And in general, I just felt it was a team that had, like, not a ton of quality throughout it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You get to Ferguson coming in. Nice feel-good factor. Mm-hmm. Beat Chelsea. Um, draw with United. and I can't remember what the other one was. I think but, he drew against Arsenal. But Big Dunk had, like, you know, he had, you know Everton, it was a good Everton legend. Story. Big, you know. Cinderella story, wasn't it? I think it was just nice that he was sort of able to bring a little bit of feel-good factor to that, to that Everton side. And then we get the Ancelotti appointment, which to me, right, was a fucking weird appointment. Because you don't... Ancelotti is a, like, a similar manager to a Jose Pep, where this is a, a guy who he fucking won He's a lot of well, things. Well-known around the world. Uh, well, um, well decorated manager. Yeah. He's won a lot. And as a player as well, actually, he's one of the very rare like players who were like he had like a decent playing career, mm-hmm. good managerial career. I didn't get it at first because I'm thinking, why the fuck is he going to go to Everton, like mid-table Everton? You know what I mean? And I'm thinking like there's got to be something fruit like subtle about where Everton are doing, making moves and shit. Because I was just thinking, you don't get Ancelotti unless you're like, not expecting him to do something or expecting like a high something. Um, something to happen. Mm-hmm. He did good. Yeah. Last season. With what he had. Yeah, what he had. Was and he had, again, he didn't have more injuries. He had to play 4-4-2 because he's like, well, I've only got like, I have Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison, and then nothing really else on the wings to say, so it was all like, I've got to play 4-4-2. Yeah. And he didn't really have a midfield, I don't feel. No. What? You're playing Tom Davis. 
Iwobi. Iwobi. Theo Walcott. I like how you said that then. Tom Davis. Tom Davis. Tom, you said that's like, is that how you... Tom Davis. Well, he doesn't yeah, sound like that because he scouts, but that sounds like... Oh, uh, just, yeah, it's just... Yeah, I, I understand. But you know what I mean? You're not exactly looking at the greatest fucking midfield you've ever seen in your life, are you? No. And... Nah. He did all right. Good mm-hmm. job, I think, doing what he did with that team. At least he stopped him getting relegated, which is the important thing. Yeah, of course. The signings he's made this year... Fucking hell. Decore. Great player from Watford. Yeah. I think a great addition. Alain... Fucking proper good CDM kind of like sitter. yeah a proper sitter. Throw in with throw him in with Gomez. That's a fucking mint midfield you got there. Yeah, which is my like you know that solves a lot of problems. That having that good midfield. Mm-hmm. Then you throw in uh, Rodriguez. You just watch. You watch with, with fresh out the gate. He's looked fucking mint. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, like Hamid Rodriguez. He is. He's born. He's born to be playing, and <clears throat> it always finds me a bit annoying because I've we've I've James Rodriguez has has been a well-known footballer it, since 2013 when he was at uh, Monaco. I think the narrative where there was like the Golden Boot winner at, for Colombia at the Brazilian World Cup, weren't he? No, he was. Uh, um, he was injured. Nothing. No. I thought what they say it, was a Golden Boot. 2014. Yeah, that was Brazil, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, he got the goal of the year, didn't he? Goal of the year. Uh, and he, yeah. And he, he was the best player that considered like a real, and he was really young at the time. It was like this sort of proper promising young player. Oh no, I think he was. He was at Monaco. I think he. I remembered he was at Monaco. Now was it the 2014 or the 2010? Well, no. Yeah, he was it, at Monaco. It yeah, felt I to me like he was, he was a player that, like the problem with clubs like Real Madrid, you do get players get lost in the shuffle. And I think he just didn't really ever do anything really enough to sort of cement himself as a Madrid starting player. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is like the joke everyone's kind of saying, like, he's too good to be going to Everton. Yeah. But I was looking at it and I'm thinking, Ancelotti's probably too good to be managing Everton. And it's clearly that there must be something planned here, that they've spent money on some good players to strengthen out their weak points. Listen, like all three of them are 60 million. 60 million for a brand new midfield. Still. Still, like, 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 you know, do you know, you know, proper like, front three now. It's like, it's like, it's like finding a, like a brand new thing on like fucking eBay, and you look at it and you're thinking, what, what a bargain. Well, I was saying like when everyone was saying about not, not saying, not saying these players are from eBay, well, like they're shit. What everyone like, was saying was like about Calvert Lewin with his hat trick today. Yeah, I was thinking like he's he's finally got service to him. Yeah, because you got Richardson playing as a proper winger, which I think on the wing. Yeah, that's where you need him on that ha- wing. Hamed's ha- ha- floating around. Decore box to box. Not Alan e- helping the defender. Naughty on set pieces as well. So like, which I was like really impressed. Yeah. I was like, he got a good fucking set piece on him. And like, mm. I just, I know, um, Hammers. Yeah, Hammers. Hammers. Hammers is a dead ball specialist. And like, I was, I was looking at it thinking like, he they've wasted it. They've good. somehow possibly gone to having one of the better front frees in complete front frees in the Prem right now. Personally, I think oh, when like, watching him play. Yeah, top four, top four, yeah, top five. I'd, yeah, I'd say, I'd say, I'd, I'd say, I'd say they've got. Uh, as I say, it's early to say. It is early to yeah, say yeah. they've played. Uh, they've a only week, played Tottenham, a week of Tottenham team and the West Brom team with a man a, down. Yeah, with a man down. And it's West Brom, who have only just been promoted. Yeah, so. But I think the, the style of play. I think you know sometimes you can set a statement. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they conceded too, like dodgy. Well, the free kick was amazing. You couldn't do a lot on that. Oh. Pickford's still Pickford. Mm-hmm. You still got Jordan Pickford and girl. Tiny arms. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think I think we're a bit too harsh on Jordan Pickford I'd, on this yeah, podcast, personally. But I'm taking the, I'm taking the piss. But if I do get a player with a goalkeeper with like big arms, unstoppable. Mm. Yeah. But I was looking at it thinking, sometimes you can like really set a statement by like battering teams like OS Brom, like because it's it's like the argument for top teams when you play like. West Brom or fucking uh, I don't know Newcastle or something like that in their current states. Yeah, you should be able to batter a team like that five five nil fight with five goals if you're good enough. And I feel like even being that Tottenham team, yeah, Tottenham weren't with it. Even like I'm not with it, Tottenham. Like you know, they still lost. <laughs> like you know, even if Tottenham were with it, I don't think it would. It would have been close. I felt personally, but. It definitely feels like there's something. I think maybe with the state, the new stadium coming for Everton and shit like that, 
Ancelotti's appointment, all these players they're buying, I'm thinking like maybe they are going to push to like win stuff this year, like you know, like in the next couple of I years. Think, I think they've got a very solid squad now, and it's getting there. Yeah, no, I think it's defensively solid. they're still. I think things they need to work yeah, on. Yeah, but, but you've got you've got players like Holgate who's waiting in the wings. Good Mina, player. Mina's a good player. Mina's good. Um, uh, Keane's decent. D- Luca Digne is still amazing. D- Luca Digne. Coleman good. for his age is still really fucking good. How old is Seamus Coleman anyway? He must be in his 30s now, isn't he? Yeah, well, I think him in like late. Leighton Baines only just retired recently. Mm. And I remember, I think it was like, they were, they started on that team around the same time. And I think then, um, was it Baines? I can't remember, I think now. I feel Baines like, um, 31. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm, but still, he still puts a good shift in. Yeah, he does. And he I just does. feel like there's, um, I think just like maybe one more like worldy centre back in that team, and then and the replacement down the line for uh, Coleman. You've got a good back four, proper good back four. And I look at it like, yeah, no, yeah. Just like, do you feel like Everton are going to push to win shit this year, or like next in the next couple of years with Ancelotti? Because um, it, it doesn't. Yeah, of course. I don't see you get like a team I like actually... Everton putting money in to get Ancelotti and getting all these players with the stadium and that if you're not planning or making a big push to like. Yeah, I, I was. Really I was, dominate the Merseyside. One, one, I was, I was surprised he's actually Ancelotti could get these moves off Weird. because the the thing is, I remember they were the club was saying they didn't have enough money to spend because of the pandemic and that, and then he's managed to get three pairs of sixty million for a steal. Of course, expect. I reckon. I reckon. I reckon the Merseyside derby is going to be really close. You have the They're going to get. Of... They're going to. They're going to give a lot of teams trouble. And this, I think, this year, on paper. You look at some of these teams in the Premier League, you're thinking, wow. I think the players that he's got for the money, it's like really good like managerial work anyway. But I also feel like with Ancelotti, it's like he he um he has that power. It's yeah, almost like you know like, power. Yeah, because I think yeah, there's a lot of players who are gonna like wanna work under Carlo Ancelotti. Oh fuck yeah. Like, you know, like it's like it's like the old Bielsa effect we talked about. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just can't, like, it's recently promoted Leeds and that. There's also a lot of players who are like, players, players, I feel, we're going to look at it and be like, oh, mate, Bielsa, like, he's, you know. It's like a dream when anyone says, like, working under Mourinho or Pep is, like, the goal. You know what I mean? Mm. If you have a good enough manager, you can pull players in. Yeah, you've got that pulling power to actually... You know, it's like, the, like what Fergie did back in the day, like, you know, because like, a lot of people... The joke is, if you come from a place like Spain or Italy, you don't necessarily want to move to fucking Manchester. You know what I mean? But if you can then say, well, Ferguson or Pep's fucking here, you don't really give a fuck where you're moving to. You're going to go, you know... Because I think if you do move to England, everyone wants to live in London, don't they? You want to be playing for an Arsenal or a Chelsea. It's a dream dream place to play. And I feel like Man... Manny and Liverpool, I think, have always sort of struggled because there's like, it's like the, you know, what happened like Di Maria didn't fucking like living in Manchester. He's like, this is shit. Got his house burgled and everything like that. And having, you know, sometimes it's just hard to convince someone like, do you fancy moving up north? <laughs> like, <laughs> get to fuck. It does yeah. play into it, I think. It, it does. It, it fucks, because it, it could affect your home lives and everything like that. Like, if your missus is like fresh out of like, for, for a wag fresh out of Spain Madrid yeah and you got to take her to like some cold little fucking place in Nuts for Cheshire somewhere like that you know yeah I mean she might be a bit it like is, it is bit, bit brass been, it? I've been to Nutsford that's where most of the Premier League players is. it's actually really nice there but like yeah like, like the weather the weather it's, it can be depressing for especially these pair uh, fellas and wags from from South America, it has a really bad effect. On I've always wanted, like, you know, like the old Fred thing of like when we talk about Fred's first like struggles in the Prem and that. Yeah, I laughed at it when um we were talking about like the light light is getting thrown at him in the City game mm. when he was taking the set piece. Yeah, and I'm thinking like to be fair, my man is Brazilian, he's black, and he spent a good year playing in the fucking Ukraine. <laughs> like my man's probably thinking like. You fat, ma- like, like you know, City fans ain't got shit like that you Ukrainians, can do to me. Nah. I wouldn't want to fucking play, playing like places like Ukraine and Russia look terrifying. Serbia, it does, it does. But anyways, that is the end of the podcast. Um, Charlie, do you get anything to say to the fellow substitutes? 
Is that what we're calling ourselves now? Well, no, we're left back on the bench. We, we, I know, our but... Our fans are the cool... We, we're substi- they're substitutes like us. Oh, <laughs> sounds so derogatory. Like, derogatory. Bench player, mate. Yeah, I like yeah. bench player. Can bench we... player, yeah. We'll be... Im- Im- fellow Im- bench players. Impact player off the bench, mate. <laughs> um, impact players, yeah. But... Okay, impact players. Are you ready for a new podcast? Oh, no, God. But, um... Yeah, no, we're probably going to do another one soon, discussing... Yeah. Um, well, we're just keeping up, keeping up on the prem now because we got football back. Yeah, and I've got a bit more time now. Yeah, to try and do podcasts, which yeah, as I said, sometimes at the moment times our schedules are quite busy. It's mine's first day off in twelve days, so it's just hard <laughs> because I feel like we you want to meet up on the weekend because the weekend's easier. Yeah, it's easier. It's also when all the football's happening and you're like, ah. yeah. So you're trying. Like at the moment, we're doing a little true Geordie kickoff thing where we just got to watch a game. It's not it's, bad. I actually quite enjoy it. It's like, not too bad. Yeah, we should try world. and do it more. But anyways, um, as as oh, I was going to say now. Oh yeah, follow us on Twitter at Left Back on the B Two. Yes, hey. on Facebook at Left Back on the Bench Podcast. And you can listen to us at Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Overcast, Anchor, Google and Podcast. Google Podcasts. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a fucking lot of places to run now. Yeah, so we've got about seven platforms we run. Um, but yeah, as always, thank you for listening to podcast. Um, stay safe out there because there might be another second wave. And as always, just enjoy the football while it lasts because well, you never know. Yeah, we don't know if we're going to another pandemic so, again hopefully it lasts but anyways thank you very much and see you later